Hey, y'all. Welcome to Co-Parenting Past Chaos, a podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered insight on marriage, divorce, the crazy adventures of co-parenting, and so much more with your hosts, April and Lauren. Not only are we best friends, we are also the wife and former wife of the same man. Join us each week as we take you on a journey inside our wild and chaotic lives and show you how we were able to forge and maintain a positive co-parenting relationship while collectively parenting a lot of kids with a few husbands. We're definitely not professionals and we'll probably get you into more trouble than you bargained for but what we do have is a sense of humor street smarts and a few decades of experience under our wife mom and divorcee bill this ain't your mama's podcast welcome to episode 165 of past chaos hello and welcome back hi it's been a minute i know i'm glad to be back this is my happy spot i know we always postpone these like our days are so long and then we're like, I don't have time to record. And be- mostly because I feel like after you've had a long day, you're going to have nothing to give. Well, and we I wonder if my give. content is shit. Yeah, it's not. I, hope not. I edit your content. It's not Thanks. shit. So at least I don't think Other so. parts of my life are shit, but. <laughs> Most parts of our lives yes, are shit. Yes, they're shit. We're going into our fourth year of podcasting. Did you know that? So crazy. Isn't that crazy? I know. And so fun and so exciting. Like. We have committed to four years of this. Longest relationship I've been in. <laughs> Longest healthy and happy relationship. True. It's okay? very, very true. That's it. We want to say thank you to all of our loyal listeners for just, I guess, allowing us to do something that we love and enjoy most days. And tolerating us for yeah, four yeah. years. And you're welcome for all the entertainment that we've given you. I hope it's been good. I hope people love our entertainment. I hope that at least someone has taken some good advice from what we've even the, like, hey, I don't want to be like those two. The what not to do, <laughs> if you will. Exactly. Maybe they've taken that. I bet. It's a new year. Later in the show, we'll go into You sound way happened. too excited about that. Well, because, you know, I'm still hopeful. <laughs> okay, it's only like, what, day six? I'm still hopeful. <laughs> but later on, we'll go into what we hope for 2003. 2023. Damn, you aged us back. I did. I really did. <laughs> we know we're a shit show, but do you ever wonder if other people know that we're a shit show? I'm pretty sure they do. You really think? I mean, people that know us, like if you're somewhat in our lives, if you've seen us in real life, if you've seen us with our kids or seen us at a function or just kind of know us, they are well aware that we are a shit show. Probably. Yeah. Well, people on social media, they probably they have know. no clue. They, yeah, they don't know. They don't know. Let me tell you how much of a shit show this just came to me. I... Maybe like a couple of years ago. It's, it, I know it's been at least a year and a half. I'm thinking two years. I got air purifiers for the whole house. Mm-hmm. So I have some in probably every room. Well, I've gotten so accustomed to using mine as not just an air purifier in my bedroom, but a sound machine. Oh, yeah. You know, so I like to go to sleep to it. Well, I noticed a couple of days prior that the red light came on, that it was time to change the filter because it has the timer on it. And so I waited and waited and I was like, oh crap, I need to open that up and see what size filter it takes so that I can order it. So I open it up and do you know, please tell me you never took the wrapper off the filter. Never took the wrapper off. So this was a, this went viral on TikTok two years ago in 2020 that people were buying these purifiers because obviously it was, we were in the middle of a pandemic Uh and everybody wanted to keep their homes clean. And this guy made this TikTok saying, hey, if you've bought one of these, you might want to go open it up and check because I guarantee you haven't taken the wrapper off. And I remember saying this to you back then and you were like, oh, that's so interesting or funny or something. I definitely took the wrapper off. Because I did. I have the same one. So I have different sizes so I have a really big one in the living area 
because it's more open space. And then I have a different one in my bedroom and one in the dining room and they're the same. So I guess because I took the one out for the dining room and took the plastic off that I assumed I had done it for my bedroom. And I did not, in fact, take the plastic. Well, how's your sound machine treating you? Great now. It's a new day. It's a new filter. Brand new. Never been used. So at least save me money. April sound machine is now an air purifier. <laughs> now it's an air. And I wondered, I was like, you know, I do have bad allergies and it's not really helping. I guess it's not doing its job. Well, it does if you take the plastic off. Wow. So anyway, that's my thing. But the reason I ask if you think people think we're a shit show is because our next door neighbors put their house up for sale a while back. And I'd noticed that I do keep up with the market and houses for a while were just going like mm-hmm. hotcakes. Like you couldn't even get it on the market. It was already sold. And this for sale sign in our neighbor's yard stayed in there for a while. And I'm like, what's going on? And the more I thought about it, I convinced myself that people knew we lived here and they did not want to live beside us. So we were hindering these poor neighbors from selling their home. That's what I had convinced myself of. Oh my God. But in fact, that is not true. And yeah, we whatever. have new neighbors and they're 12. They are very, very young, extremely young. Makes me feel very, very old. Yes. I looked at them and I was like, that has to be the son. No, that is in fact the home owner. You know, people are young when they're like just having their first child and still <laughs> in a small car seat and you realize like, oh my God, people choose to have children. I forget about this. And they're so little and like, yeah. it's a whole phase of life that I am light years beyond now. Listen, I love my children, but two of them were not a choice. They were just given. Same. <laughs> and I love them. The and third one. Third ones are chosen ones. Yes, the third one we actually did mm-hmm, choose, mm-hmm. but we love them all. So, okay. We were having dinner with some friends the other night from our neighborhood. And the husband was talking to me about how he had gone down to his neighbor and mentioned that he had been at our house. When I say our house, I mean mine and Lauren's house. Mm-hmm. And the neighbor told him to be careful. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And he said, Just be careful with her talking about me. Mm -hmm. And so the friend said, you know, I've known April for years and she's good people. And he's like, yeah, well, I hear there's that they swap up there. (laughs) So I'm mortified. Like, do all the people in the neighborhood think that we're swappers? And he even goes on to say something along the lines of and I'm paraphrasing this whole conversation and I'm not saying any names because I don't want to out myself or them. So he goes on to say, I think there's even a TV show about it. So he knows that we're on TV show, but what he has interpreted from that show is that we are in fact swingers. Bless his but heart. But we're not. Promise. No, we're not. I mean, I can, I can confidently say we're not. The only thing we swap is kids. You know, yeah, we swap, our, we swap our, the occasional child. Parental roles sometimes. I don't think I ever told you this, but my, I'm just gonna say I was in a relationship once upon a time <laughs> and this person... <laughs> And this person, you know, is probably one of the reasons we're not together, obviously, for varying reasons. But um, he had a wiener. This was this is one of them. He referred to this house as the house on the hill. And every story, every conflict, every argument that we got in, every fight that we got in. It's because the house on the hill, it's the house on the hill. Everybody listens and is controlled by the house on the hill. And if you see the layout of our neighborhood, our house is kind of at the top of the one hill. And I always thought it was so strange. But when you were saying that, that house up there, it made me think of, he used to always in the back of my head, I would always think, oh, here we go. Argument about house on the hill again. I don't, but do you think it means something else other than it's just because we're kind of on a hill? 
Or does it have any other? Like it was the dominant one. Oh my! It's like gosh. that house. You know, when you're a kid, and there's that house at the end of the mm-hmm. cul-de-sac that's creepy as hell, and you've got a million stories with your friends. Yes, you know, deciphering who who it is that lives there. We're that house. Listen, all I'm going to say about him, that person is <laughs> haters going to hate. But I'm leaving that back in 2022. Ooh, she really burned you <laughs> on that one. He's a hater. Okay, I love having epiphanies. Roy came to visit over the holidays and his brother came up and we were all talking. They got into this conversation about having laser eye surgery and how this ended up me having this epiphany because of it. I have no idea. But they were explaining how it works and how and I guess it it totally makes sense. But I never thought of it because I would never I don't like for an eyelash to be in my eye. I could never wear contacts. I'm so weird about things in my eye or touching my eye. I I can't. That's funny. So they were talking about how to do it and that you have to keep your eye open the entire time. And I'm like, so you're telling me you see everything they're doing. It is an absolute positive. No, I cannot. That's why I've never had it done. Because if you got to put me to sleep for some shit like that. Yes. I can't do it awake. Yeah, I couldn't do it. But I realized I close my eyes to a lot of things. Because I don't want to see. You don't say. Listen, I know, right? You tell me this and it just finally clicked. I know they're there, but I think if I physically can't see them, then it doesn't bother me, you know? But I also realize that that is a big problem I have. And I probably need to start opening my eyes and just facing what's going on and what's in front. I do, though, I feel like I do that a lot to certain things. Mm, you uh, you very much are an ignorance is bliss type of person. And I think that's that's your, your parallel right there with the whole not opening my eyes to things. Ignorance is bliss. Well, we talked about a few weeks ago being aware. And I am very aware. I'm aware. You're internally aware. Yes. Of what's going on. But sometimes I think I refuse to acknowledge what's right in front of me Mm -hmm. and I wait and I wait and then finally I open my eyes and I peek out and I'm like yeah this is not good nope and now you gotta deal with it (laughs) and now I've let it go on for so long long that we have a bigger problem yeah oh well this week this week you mean this year let me just say this year all six fucking days of it I mean where would you like to start on or do you want me to start how my year has gone you just well, just this week, honey, just this week, because mine has been nothing but hilarious. Uh, I woke up on literally New Year's Day sicker than I've ever been, which now I've concluded, I do believe, in fact, was the third time I have caught COVID. And I laid in bed for three days straight, feeling like I was dying. And then I finally recovered and I took my little ass to work. And what happens when I took my little ass to work? My car didn't start. It did not. My car died. She said, she said, fuck you, bitch out. (laughs) I'm done. She's done. So April and I have shared a car this week while my car has been in and out of the shop several times because they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. Mm -hmm. So she's had a new battery, a new alternator, three starters because the finicky little bitch only wanted the one from Honda. Look, she's bougie like me. I'm she sorry. is. She's a picky, picky, picky <laughs> she bitch. She really is. I was sick and didn't even get to celebrate New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and then got better only for you to get sick and be sick for days. But you know what? I've realized out of this shitty week that we've had, it just felt like if it could go wrong, it did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. have really overcome and we pulled up our 
granny panties and we so took care of business. I always have this little moment of panic when I'm so calm like that in absolute, like when I say utter chaos, yes, the car breaking down, me getting sick. Those were only just scratching the surfaces about millions of little mm-hmm. things throughout the day. So I was very, very calm. And I always get a little bit panicked because in my head, this is how psychotic and paranoid I am. I always think when you're really calm like that, you're getting ready to die. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, what if this is it? The end is soon coming for me. Why am I so calm? About things that I should probably feel a little bit frazzled about. I was worried. I told you that when you called me like the 16th thing that had gone wrong, went wrong. And we're trying to reroute our entire days and week and manage our household and our children, just the two of us. I said to you, wow, it's really scary that both of us are extremely calm. Uh And you know me. I'm the one that loses my shit very easily. I'm frazzled by the tiniest thing. But for some reason, it was like, you know, I think I'm just so used to it that nothing phases me anymore. I hope that's it. And I hope I'm not dying. Well, I don't want you to die. If it's my time, it's my time. I will resuscitate (laughs) you. I will not listen to your DNR. You are my, you're staying. She's like, she would have not, don't listen to it. I, I, I'm her now. She wouldn't have wanted it that way. I'll make her decisions. I speak for her. Trust me. But I think 2022 will go down in the books as probably one of the hardest, most miserable years of my life. I don't know if it's just me, but. 2022 was almost like the last decade of crazy years all bundled into one Mm -hmm. because it was actually one of my best years I've had in probably 15 years while simultaneously being one of the worst. Yes. So, but it felt as soon as it ended, it did feel like suddenly the book just like closed. Mm -hmm. And I've felt like that ever since. Yeah. I felt like it's all done now. Now I really did feel like that we have a new start. I did. I thought that while I was laying in bed sick and I'm like, what do I think about this? I'm, I was analyzing the previous year and I'm like, I'm just ready to see it go. I just want it to be. That's why I just fell asleep. and I'm like, let it be. I want it to be in the past. And I just want to start over with a clean slate and let's just see what kind of shit's going to happen this year. Yeah. I'm ready for it. I, my, I only have one word that I'm going into this year with no mottos, no New Year's resolutions, no goals. I am unbothered. Unbothered is my word for the year. It's so a good word. Pick a word, everybody. I recommend pick a word and just let that be your little mantra. I've looked back over this year and I think to sum it up, do you ever just think WTF? Oh, That's yeah. probably how I would sum this up. How did I survive that? Whether it was something cool that happened this year, because there were great things that happened, or was it the shit show that happened, which was the majority of mm-hmm. the year? I did spend this entire year deconstructing myself. So I'm very thankful for that. And I'm thankful for you because you were there and you kind of in the very beginning gave me the boost like, hey, maybe you need to reach inside and see what's going on. I think we both got the opportunity to spread our wings in different ways. And we were both there for each other to support and walk with each other through that. Yes. I mean, I couldn't have done it without you, especially in the very beginning of the year. That was probably the hardest mm-hmm. for both of us for different reasons. Yes. How we survived <laughs> the many a night on the couch crying. I will never the many know. mornings crying the many mornings. But I wanted this year to kind of get to the root of myself and see what my issues were. I wanted to see how I could rebuild myself. Yeah. I mean, I think 
always you strive to be just the better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Here's the difference in this year and previous years. I've always wanted to be better, but this time it's for myself. It's right. not for anyone else. It's just I need to be better for me so that I can be better for yeah, other people. Absolutely. There was a point in my life where I thought, you know what? You got your shit together, girl. You're doing good. Psych. Yep. Perfect word. Yep. Psych. Yep. Just kidding. You don't. But I did learn a lot about myself. I think the most important thing is that I'm stronger than I ever thought I was because I don't know how I survived all the shit that was thrown. And I remember telling you a long time ago, I think I did, that I watched you <laughs> go through some pretty bad shit mm-hmm. over the years. And I thought, God, if I were her, <laughs> I'd just call it quits. And not even joking about it, but I would just say, you know what? Life is not for me. Because oh, trust me. It is not well. Mm-hmm. It is not well with my soul. It is not well with anything. Yeah. Because there were times I'm like, how is she going to come out of this? How is she going to get a- I mean, how is this going to even get better? It yeah. Can't. But you did. Mm-hmm. I hate the word resilient because I feel like it's something you only are if you are in the trenches of life and in the shittiest moments and like you find this resilience in yourself. And a lot of people may never see resiliency because maybe they haven't had to like truly, truly struggle. But I, I don't love the word. But at the same time, there's there's kind of like this this pride that comes around with it that you can have. And like, it's like a badge of honor almost like I got to be resilient in life, not once, not twice, but like 25 times. Come at me again. I guarantee you I can fight back twice as hard now than I could have 10 years ago. Every single thing that you go through prepares you for the next. My dad, bless him, never give me the greatest life advice, but he did give me um, a piece of advice not too long ago. And he said, that's the thing about life. You're always going to be facing shit. Mm-hmm. What you do is you figure out the shit, you get through it, and you get ready for more shit. It's always going to be there and it's always going to happen. It just comes at you in different phases and in different ways. Yeah, you might have lulls in life, but the true living moments are those moments sometimes you're in the shit. I look back now and I'm like, man, some of those were the best times mm-hmm. when I was at my absolute worst. I, I kind of am like really grateful and, and look back at them as like fond memories now. Yes. Like, damn, those are like really nitty gritty moments of my life that built me into exactly who I am right now, which I love. You've heard of the term shit list. Well, I went for a walk over the holidays and I started thinking, I have a shit list. And it's not the shit list like you think, like people are on my shit list. It's the shit I've been through list. And you got to just kind of organize your shit list because you're always like your dad said, you're always going to go through shit. I'm going to organize my shit list to say, all right, what kind of shit is this? (laughs) Is it really deep shit or is it just minimal shit? And then you get through the deep ones and then the little ones are nothing. I also learned that at the end of the day, nothing really matters. I know that's an extreme way to view it, but nothing bad happens. Nothing bad happens. I've already been through the bad. so like. Yeah, say I fuck up royally with something at work or, you know, I I have a mom moment that really makes me guilt it later. At the end of the day, though, life doesn't stop because of those moments. Right. Nothing, nothing really happens. Nothing bad happens. Nothing bad to the point that I've ever been through. So like if I can go through all that, like you kidding me? Bring it on. Bring it on. You got it. You can handle it. I mean, please don't. But like, (laughs) but really don't. I had like a really big 
deep breath this year. I'm ready for the comeback. I'm ready to watch myself, to watch you rise from the ashes better than ever before. That's what I want. And it's so funny because I think that our comebacks are so opposite and so we would only be able to accomplish them together Mm -hmm. in that way because yours is rising and mine is I want to settle like I want to fall down. (laughs) I am ready to be at a standstill and calm, but I couldn't have gotten to this place or had this mentality without you. And I don't think you were ready to have somebody be like, here, fly. No, no wings. Listen, I'm in charge and I like to do things on my own terms. And here you come in and say, nope, now's the time. But now your your comeback is going to be you soaring. You're not going to get to be stable and and settled and like comfy anymore. Mm. I don't want to be. But I want that. So we're We're swapping roles. Swap, but in a healthier way. (laughs) Okay. You don't want to do what I did. Do you feel this way? Sometimes. What do I want to do with my life? That was a question that I asked myself several times throughout the year. You and I both have talked about this on a previous podcast where we've gone through rather traumatic instances with a, a job or a career. And I took a year off from working. Now I'm ready to go back. And I just need to figure out, and which I think I have, I've sat down with myself and said, all right, what are you good at? What do you want? What interests you? What is going to make you feel important and feel accomplished. And I think I've got it. I think I figured it out that until the big break happens, this is what I want to do just to be able to afford life, basically. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've always been in competition with certain people in my life that in a traumatic sense, you know, always trying to keep up with the Joneses Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm supposed to be at this place in life. I'm 35. This is what my life should look like. And it very much doesn't. But instead, I have to stop and say, you know what? One thing that I have done If I was to die today, I have taken every moment and said yes to it. I've done reckless shit. I have done really weird shit. I have said yes to some strange things in life. So I think that is me living life. I don't really see a long term, like I don't have long term goals. I just know that tomorrow I'm going to say yes to the weird shit, just like I did today. And I'm going to in 10 years. And that I think is living for me. That is interesting. You've made me say yes to some weird shit, too. But but I'm thankful for it. Right. Because I've said this. I do find friends that make me step out of my comfort zone. And I would challenge anybody this year to do something you've never done. Do something that you never thought you would do. Because you may find that you love it. You may find that, you know what, it's just not for me. And that's fine, too. But at least you can say you learn something about yourself in the process, though. It's not about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a cool story, maybe. But it's literally what you learn about yourself in that moment. I don't care if it's something simple like I've never been out to dinner by myself before. Go to dinner by yourself. I have a friend and her goal this year is to get on an airplane. She's never flown before. Like, that's a really big goal. And you know what? She's probably gonna be terrified. She may never want to do it again. Or she may discover that she has an absolute thrill and love for travel. And this girl might have her passport completely stamped by, you know, the end of the year. Yep. It's you so never know. Funny that you said that because I know we've talked about this. And I've, if our listeners go back and listen to I don't know what podcast it's on, but I know it's on one. And I have said I will never be the person that wants to go eat alone or go anywhere alone because that's just not me. I don't I get very anxious doing things by myself. But I've finally reached the point in my life that I'm okay to eat alone. I'm okay to go out by myself and just be by myself. 
That's a big accomplishment for it's me. It's a huge accomplishment. And when life is the one that's challenging you, you have no control over it. But if you are the one that challenges you, you get to take the power. You are in control. Challenge yourself. I don't get a control. I, I don't get any say in, you know, being a mother sometimes or the, the motherhood track that I've been on or my co-parenting situation or my living situation or my career, right? Like those aren't things that sometimes I have a lot of control in. But what I do is the things that I challenge myself with the things that make me feel uncomfortable that I make the choice to put myself in or do. Those are my choices. And those are the challenges that you find out the most about yourself and you discover like so many cool things. I have I have lived a pretty cool life at this point. I am very happy with I, I don't really have anything on my bucket list. I'm not one of those people that you can talk to and be like, oh, you haven't done that. No, I've probably done it. Maybe not well, but I've done a lot of the things that you've done, but I've done a lot of things that I and thought I would never do. And you've lived a life. But I've lived a life Yours that's is amazing. incredible. I used to tell you that all the time. The stories that you would tell me were the, one of the reasons our friendship started because I would sit there and be like, what? You, have, you did what? Yeah. And she would be telling it like it was nothing. But meanwhile, it's amazing. It's probably not something most people would do. It's interesting how affected someone can be by your story. Just your story. Oh, yeah. And I love telling it and I love hearing other people's. It just fascinates me. I will never get bored of learning about people. No. And finding the commonality with anyone that's talking to me. Something this year that I really struggled with, that I've struggled my whole life with, is having patience and being calm and just sitting and waiting. I don't do that well. I don't even do. That's why I'm always the last friend to get ready. And you're always waiting on me because I don't like to wait on people. So I make sure I'm the last one so that I don't have to sit and wait. And here's why. It's not because I don't appreciate or respect other people's time. It's because any time that I spend in silence or being alone is time that I have to listen to my own thoughts Mm. and hear my own self and dissect myself. And I never wanted to do that. Oh, it's a scary, dark place in our own minds. But this year I have really sat. I've been miserable most Mm -hmm. of the year because I've been waiting, pondering. What's the next move? What's going to happen? What should I do? But I'm so glad now, I never thought I would say this, but I'm so glad that that's happened because it's made me appreciate a lot of things. It's made me realize a lot of things. And I want to go into this next year with this mindset of, you know what? You have been through some of the worst things anybody could go through and you're still here. So there Mm -hmm. has to be a reason. Yeah. You have a reason to be on this earth. Maybe you don't know it right now, and that's fine. Maybe you need to take the time to just be miserable for mm-hmm. a minute to really find out what your purpose is. Yes. Because you have one. And if you're, if you're given that opportunity, take, like, hear the universe telling you this it's is an hard. opportunity because you may not get it again. You've never had it before. This is the one. I know we feel like, oh, we should be doing something, or I feel like, um, what am I waiting on? It can be very unsettling. Oh, yes. But you're giving, you're being given a gift, really. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take it, you may never get another one. You and Aaron, the two friends that have really pushed me this year to realize that. Take the time. Just wait. You're going to figure it out. But just enjoy being. Enjoy it in the meantime. Because it's not going to happen again. Yep. <laughs> I hope. Fingers crossed. What's your biggest accomplishment of 2022? Oh, my biggest accomplishment of 2022. 
Personally, I think I faced a lot of my fears um, that I didn't think I had to deal with anymore. And I definitely did. I hit them head on. They were very uncomfortable and got a lot of uncomfortable conversations. And I felt scared doing a lot of things. And I, I say that as someone that's literally like jumped out of an airplane. But no, I mean, as just living a day to day life in a new version of motherhood and on my own. I was terrified. I'm not even gonna lie. I was looking at my shoulder. My paranoia was on max, but I faced it. And that was a huge accomplishment for me. I think I definitely had a huge weight lifted off of my shoulders in 2022. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I made it. What's yours? I think surviving was probably my biggest accomplishment. April made it to 2023. More importantly, learning that no matter what life throws at me, I'm gonna face it head on and I'm gonna be okay. And I can handle just about anything. Mm-hmm. I'm proud and of I'm, you. Thank you. I'm happy that I've learned that. Now, don't be throwing shit at me anymore, life, because I'm not in the yeah, mood. Take a break. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need a break. <laughs> Let's take a five. Biggest regret. And I know we don't like to say that word. I know we don't like to have regrets, but everybody has them. Let's be honest. Um, I wouldn't say it's a huge regret, but I, I do wish that I would have communicated a little bit more gently with certain people in my life. Me? I, I no, not you. Sorry, Damn you're it. not getting an apology. <laughs> you, you know what you were signed okay, up for. Okay. No, there are certain people. Um, I don't know if they needed it or not, but it just for me, I I took a took that year to really embrace my feminine. That was my goal that year, which is to be more graceful and soft and really pay more attention to my brashness. And so I wish I would have communicated in, in different different areas um, with certain people. I say certain very very. Small a couple, um, a little bit, a little bit better. I wish I would have maybe handled that gracefully. I think my biggest regret is the time I lost worrying about things that didn't matter. That's a good one. That's one we can all probably relate to. And you said it earlier. Don't you know, in the end, it doesn't really matter. So don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot, a lot of time this year mm-hmm. journaling about it, thinking about it, yeah. crying about it. But in the end, it didn't matter. I had this conversation with another friend of ours recently. I'm well aware that not everybody has, first of all, healing is not linear. Let me be very, Mm -hmm. very clear on that. Healing again. Healing is not linear. There is not a stopping point for it, if you will. You may be healed in areas, but there's not an end to it. And it fluctuates and it's gross and it's great and it does all these things. But I will tell you, Within the healing, really reflect on yourself. And if you're obsessing over something and if you are, you know, prolonging certain agonies, waiting for things, I'm telling you, you are wasting time. I I, I wish I could just shake people when I tell them this because I have been in this situation so, so harshly that I I really that's like one thing I would share to everyone is please realize how precious your time is. And the longer you are obsessing over it, you're going to look back when you, I think of life like this, when you're a little old lady in your rocking chair. And what do you want to look back and see? I don't want to think about wasting two years crying on a bathroom floor over someone breaking my heart because I'm in the same phase of healing in two years that I was in the beginning. That's not what you want. Now, I'm not saying you have to just pick up and be merrily OK after, you know, trauma or something the next day. But please take every single moment very, very preciously and don't waste it. 
That is the best advice. Don't waste it. Do something. Be happy. Life is short and your time is precious. We've had so many challenges and hardships this year. We've lost loved ones. We've lost relationships. We've struggled with depression. But we've also had amazing and memorable things. We've had new children be born. We've attended weddings. We have happy and healthy children. Mm -hmm. And that's something to really be thankful for. And the amount of growth I've watched between the two of us is phenomenal. And I only hope that that continues. And absolutely, we can be a voice to other people that are going through some just shit so that they can be in the same boat we are. Resolutions. I don't necessarily believe in them, but I do set intentions each year. What's something that you want for yourself this year? Well, like I said, I my word this year is unbothered. And I mean that in every facet of my life specifically. But I think for this year, I am going to focus on my family. And what I mean by that is the family that I hope to create longevity with our children, my children, the important people in my life and cultivating those relationships versus staying in the past and stringing along ones that probably shouldn't shouldn't be as relevant anymore. Can That's I borrow hard. that? Yeah, you can. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I will. I want to do more than just survive. I want my motivation back. I want to strengthen the good relationships and let go of any and everything that does not bring me happiness. I don't want to be in situations that feel forced. While I want to soar, I do want things to be organic and stable and just mm-hmm. level. You yep. know, does that yep. make sense? Absolutely. That's what I want. Yep. I'm love a work it. in progress. We I all love it. Are. And all I think you can really hope for in life is to just continue to work on yourself because you ultimately want to be the best version that you can be. Yep. Okay, y'all get in touch with us. We love to hear from our listeners. Send us topics that you'd like us to discuss. If you want to learn more about us and hear all of our stories from the beginning, check out our website, pastchaos.com. If you want a more personal insight into the craziness that is our lives, follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Also, you can now stream season one of You, Me, and My Ex on Discovery+. Plus. Shit show, mom moment of the week. I do have one for this. Oh, girl, I know you do. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, which one do you think I I don't say? know, but I know oh, you do because we okay, got too many so kids. We joke all the time. The, the premise of Shit Show Mom is because, you know, you always hear that saying about when you're a first time mom or hell, even a second time mom and you knock your kid's head on the door, yeah. get him into the car. I did that to Jet this week <gasps> to the door frame <gasps> in the bathroom, going to wash his hair because his hair looks like he stuck his light, his finger in a light socket every morning. So before school, I do try to wet my kid's hair mm-hmm. and brush it. And I say, Jet, you know, coming down here, we've got to, <laughs> we've got to brush your hair. And all I, I just out of my peripheral vision saw his head and my intention was just to grab it, to, you know, pull it closer to me. Sure as shit, knocked the whole noggin, the whole damn noggin right on the door frame. And he's older now, so it's like, is this what you would have said? He just grabs it and goes, ow, mom. And he didn't cry. Thank God I would have felt so awful. It was much worse than that. But I just thought, wow, even a seasoned mom, I'm 12 years deep. I'm still doing it. 
you're still going to forget your kids' bodies exist in certain planes mm-hmm. outside of your own. And so Jet had a nice little <laughs> nice little egg on his head to go to school. First day back at school on Tuesday. So love that. Hey, you know what? I will say maybe it knocks some sense into him. I mean, he's got a big head. It does. So it couldn't hurt that bad, right? I, and I always say he was my baby that wore a helmet when he was for like the first yeah. year of his life. I wish they would make them for now. Like your kids should just wear helmets all the time. Hell yeah. Especially when they get older. Like I'm yes. going to put them in a whole damn bubble. Bubble. And yes. just like a hamster wheel and let them roll uh-huh. down the street. There you go. There you it go. It happens to the best of us, guys. Lauren been knocking people's heads <laughs> off. She's turning heads everywhere she goes. <laughs> time we have for tonight thanks so much for listening and hanging out with us if you'd like to find out more about the kirks and our big blended family visit our website at pastchaos.com make sure you don't miss out on any of this train wreck and chaos by hitting the subscribe button if you really want to get personal follow us on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok be sure to tune in every sunday when we release new episodes we would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to and review our podcast. And just so y'all know, we love Jesus, but we cuss a little. 